Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. We invite your special attention to command performance, a show of stars created at the request of the United States forces all over the world. Now, usually this program is broadcast only for our servicemen, but tonight it will be made available to civilians. The participants include Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, Dinah Shore, Ethel Waters, and many other stars. It will be a full-hour show. We invite you to hear it over WOR Mutual at 11 o'clock tonight, Eastern Wartime. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands. And who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But before we join Superman, here is an important message. Fellas and girls, as you probably know, the Treasury Department has announced a shortage of pennies and nickels. Now, this shortage has been caused by the great number of these coins that you and I have put away in piggy banks and tin cans and glass bottles. Well, saving pennies and nickels is a great idea. It means that we're being thrifty, and the thrift habit is a wonderful thing to acquire. But right now, when we're at war, a shortage of pennies and nickels is a serious thing, because it means that metals vital to the war effort will have to be used to make new ones. And that will result in less of the precious metals needed for the manufacture of guns and tanks and planes and ships. So it's our duty to relieve that shortage by breaking open our penny and nickel banks and putting the coins back into circulation. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't continue to save. No, sir, not by a long shot, because we can turn all our pennies and nickels into war-saving stamps and bonds, which is another way to save, a better way, in fact, for at the end of ten years, you can redeem your war-saving bonds for the money you put into them, plus a very handsome cash interest the government will pay for borrowing your money. So you see, by turning in all the pennies and nickels you've saved for war-saving stamps and bonds, you perform two services for your country, and you do yourself a favor, too. You relieve the shortage of coins, help your government finance this war through to victory, and still save money for which you're paid a cash interest. Now, don't waste time. If you haven't already done so, get permission from Mother and Dad tonight to break open your coin bank. And then, as soon as you can, turn those coins in for war-saving stamps and bonds. And besides that, every time you've got a dime, buy a war-saving stamp. Because, as I've pointed out many times, every dime is important to America's war effort. Just keep in mind this slogan, won't you? A stamp a day will pave the way to victory. And now, the adventures of Superman. As you remember, in our last episode, we heard how Dr. Cameron's multi-depth submarine, burying Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Perry White, together with Dr. Cameron and his crew, 
was almost wrecked by a giant octopus encountered miles below the surface of the Atlantic. Thanks to Superman, however, our friends and the submarine were saved from destruction. Later, toward evening, as the submarine lay helpless on the surface, it was rammed and sunk, cut in two, by a tanker. Thanks again to Superman, the lives of our friends were saved, and they were brought by the Man of Steel to the deck of the tanker itself. Finding no one in sight, they went at once to the pilot house of the ship, only to discover that it was empty also. Neither the captain nor any members of his crew was anywhere to be found. Our friends began a search of the ship, and as they entered the dining saloon, they suddenly realized the truth, and a strange and curious truth it was. Listen. Oh, you actually mean to say that you don't believe there's a soul on board this ship? That it's running without a crew? Well, draw your own conclusions, Lois. Look, that dinner table is set for 12. The plates are filled with soup. Soup so hot that it almost scalds the tongue. Yet there's no one here. Oh, I grant you that, Kent. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the ship is empty. No, it doesn't. Now, wait a minute. Just a few moments ago, we all mentioned an eerie feeling of loneliness about this ship. Yes. There was no one in the pilot house, no men on deck, and no one in the captain's quarter. Now we walk into this dining saloon and find places set for 12, 12 plates of hot, steaming soup, and no one here to eat it. Now, maybe you can explain it. No, no, I can't. But the captain and crew must be aboard somewhere. Great, Scott Kent. This, this ship is running, moving along at a fairly good clip. Well, we'll probably find that our boilers have been soaked and left with the dampers wide open. My heaven, I hate to agree with you, but I've got a feeling that you're right. Leander, what do you think of all this? Yes, Dr. Cameron, you know a good deal about the sea. Perhaps you can explain this mystery. No, no, indeed. I'm man of science. And Einstein, as it were, rather than a Sherlock Holmes. This mystery has me completely baffled. Well, it's a relief to hear you say there's something you can't do. Nicodemus, I will no longer suffer the slings and arrows of your sarcasm quietly. Another ah. such caustic comment from your lips, and I shall slowly strike you on the nose. You and who else? Me, sir. I mean, I, sir. I, Leander, euthanasia, Cameron. Okay, just that. Now, look here, you two. This is no time for such horseplay. This looks serious. Kent, if we're right in assuming there's no one aboard this ship, we've certainly landed ourselves from the frying pan into the fire. We sure have. Suppose we find out for sure, Chief. Right. Well, we jump to conclusions. Let's look through the ship and see what we can find. Uh, couldn't we eat first? I suggest, my... Nicodemus, that we wait until we finish searching the ship. Uh, I tell you what, in order to get it all over with as quickly as possible, we'll all take different directions and search different parts of the ship. We'll meet outside the door of the dining saloon in... Well, let's say exactly half an hour. An excellent suggestion, most excellent indeed. I might have made it myself if given time. As a matter of fact, I'm certain it would undoubtedly have occurred to me. All right, all right, all right. Let's go out on deck. All right, I'll open the door. Oh, gracious, it's awfully damp out here on deck. Yes, there's a fog coming up. Yes, and it looks like it's going to be a thick one. In that case, I think we'd better go down into the boiler room, Mr. White, and stop the engines of this ship. Don't tell me what we might run into during a fog. Good suggestion, Ken. While we're on our way down, we can search the forward end of the ship. Dr. Cameron, suppose you and your men go aft and see what you can find. Lois, you come with us. Very good, very good, Kent. And we'll all meet back here outside the dining saloon in half an hour. If that meets with your approval, Doctor. I should say all things considered, we'll be ginger peachy. Come, Nicodemus. Come, men. Yorks to New Well, Kent, any idea where the engine room is and how to get to it? I have a vague idea of how a tanker is laid out. Let's move up the deck. I think we've come to a companionway leading down to the engine room. Fog is really getting thick now. Mm. It's rolling in across the deck in great smoky waves. Yes, and the quicker we throttle down the engines on this ship, the better. Ah, here we are. Here's the door leading to a companionway. Come ah, on, let's go in. Now, uh, watch your footing here, Lois. These steps leading down are terribly steep. Yes, I see. They are. 
simply can't understand this. I've been trying to figure out some sensible solution to all this hocus-pocus, but really it's impossible. Nothing is impossible with solution, Lord. The most baffling mysteries are sometimes the easiest to see through. Keep talking, Father Vance. You're going great so far as talk is concerned. Will you two Whoa. stop fencing and keep your eyes and ears open? Well, here we are. Uh, where do you think this corridor leads to, Kent? Well, the doors on either side must lead to the officer's cabin. Let's have a look. Huh. Well, look at that. Lights on full, but nobody in the cabin. Everything seems to be in order, too. Yeah. Let's try the next one. All right, come on. Same thing. Light on in the cabin and no one in it. Wait a minute, Clark. Yes? What are you staring at, Lost? Look, look over there. A bowl of water, a shaving brush standing next to it, and a straight razor. There's a towel lying there, too. By heaven's Kent, this is beginning to get under my skin. The soap on that brush and... Yeah. Yes, by George, the water in that bowl is warm. Someone was just about to shave when, when something happened. Yes, but what? Well, I'd give a fortune at this moment to know. Hey, you two. Yes, Clark? Here's a companion waiting the engine All right with you, Kent. Down this way. Perhaps you better wait here, Lord. Not on your life. Okay, come on, then. Down these steps. Watch your footing on this, Steve. Don't worry about me. Uh, it's the engine room, all right. You can hear the engine. Uh-huh. Here we are. How do you stop these engines? Any idea? No, but there must be some levers to pull or some such thing. I don't see anyone around, do you? No, not a soul. Ken. Ken, look there. I think those are the levers that you were talking about. Let's have a look. Yes, this seems to be right. This lever is marked with various speeds from slow to full. It's on slow speed now. I'll just shove it into the spot marked stop and see what happens. Well, that's it, all right. Now that we've stopped the ship, aren't we in danger of drifting? Yes, I think we'd better get above decks and see if we can drop the anchor. Well, can we do that alone? Well, if she's a fairly modern ship, yes. The anchor windlass acts on a ratchet mechanism with a catch. All we'll have to do is release the catch, I think. All right, Kent. Lead the way. All right, just up these stairs again. Well, what are you stopping for? We'll have one last look around. Just can't comprehend all this. An engine room with the engines running, but no one in it. It, it all looks so, so curiously deserted. Well, come along. Well, here's the corridor again. Think we ought to have a look in the cabins that we missed? Well, later, perhaps. Right now, we better get above decks and drop that anchor. Okay, Kent. Say, the funny thing about you. Hmm? What's that, Chief? Mm, you're a strange mixture. Sometimes you act as if the only thing you had in that body of yours was fear. And other times, such as now, you... You have a certain commanding manner, a certain way of saying and doing things that commands respect. I've noticed that myself, Mr. White. Sometimes, Clark, I almost suspect you of being two people. Well, aren't we all sometimes? Come on, up these steps here to the deck above. Watch your step, Uncle. Another thing I've noticed. Every time we start to talk about you, you adroitly change the subject. I'm beginning to think that you're concealing some deep, dark secret about yourself. Perhaps I am. You never can tell. Maybe i got a police record a mile long. Oh, don't be silly. Here's the deck. Gracious, that fog has gotten thick. Mm -hmm. Even if we drop anchor, there's nothing to guarantee us we won't get rammed. Well, that's true, but we'll be safer than if we were drifting, as long as we keep a fog line going. Come on, let's go forward. Mm, this is fantastic. Thoroughly and completely fantastic. Ken, what could have happened to the crew of this ship? 
Whatever it was, it must have occurred very shortly before Superman brought us aboard. Shortly before we were rammed and sunk. I don't know. We've solved some pretty puzzling mysteries in our time. I always had the feeling we'd never run into anything more baffling than the tiny men or, or that business of the statues being broken, but this is something that beats anything I've ever seen before. We're almost at the prow of the ship, Clark. We can't go much further. Oh, yes, there's the anchor windlass right up ahead. It's got this fog is getting thick. We ought to light some riding lights if we can. Well, that wouldn't do much good. Never be seen in time. As soon as we drop anchor, we'll go back to the pilot house and start blowing the fog whistle. If there's one on board. I'm sure there must be. Sure, no doubt. Well, here we are. Here's the anchor windlass. Well, uh, can I give you a hand, Jess? No, no, Chief, thanks. All I have to do is move the catch in that ratchet. Let's see now. Ah, yes, here we are. Ah, that does it. Well, our half hour is nearly up. We'd better get back to the dining saloon to meet Dr. Cameron and his men. They'll be wondering what happened. Great heavens! Teddy, both of you. Something's happened. Come on! Through the fog-bound night, aboard a ship mysteriously empty of captain and crew, comes a strange and terrifying scream. Who screamed? And what could have happened? What can possibly be the answer to this curious and baffling riddle? Be sure to be with us tomorrow for one of the most thrilling adventures of all. And listen every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Tune in and follow the adventures of Superman. Fellas and girls, don't ever get the idea there's nothing you can do to help win this war. Of course, we can't all be members of Uncle Sam's armed forces because some of us are too young or too old. But that doesn't mean we can't get into this fight, no, sir. Because there's one big important thing we can do. We've got to see that our fighters are supplied with all the bullets and guns and tanks and planes and ships they need to wipe Hitlerism and fascism off the face of the earth. How? By buying all the war-saving stamps and bonds we possibly can. Because every time we buy a war-saving stamp or bond, we lend our government money with which to finance our fight. So remember, talk with Mother and Dad tonight about giving you an extra dime every day or every other day for war-saving stamps. Talk about it with all your friends. Get them to make a pledge with you to buy war-saving stamps regularly. Faster than a speeding bullet! More powerful than a locomotive! Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound! Follow the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is directed by George Lothar and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. This is Mutual. <laughs>